0: Hello scary dolls Hello I'm Mandy, And I'm Garo
1: And you're listening to Scary Not Scary Podcast Hello, hello, hello Hello -er, We're back We took a break from recording last week Because we went to go see our daddies Papa Roach The biggest one Falling Falling in in Reverse reverse. We saw Ronnie Uh, Hollywood Undead (laughs) Escape the Fate It was so fun you guys it was yeah, I a blast. It was amazing. Uh, shout out to Liz. We went with our friend Liz. Yeah, she drove. She drove there and back. Yeah, I literally only drove for like twenty minutes because <laughs> mm-hmm. she couldn't get out the parking spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fun. But, you drove. In, you drove us into the garage and, and out, out of the garage, the garage. <laughs> and to breakfast. Oh, but yeah, anyway, right. we had so much fun, you guys. But we're back in the studio it was fun and then gato was getting a uh, boob bumped oh yeah this girl kept um trying to come up to me and show me her boobs and be like booby bump so we would bump boobies it was amazing yeah it was fun it, it was, was fun, fun watching she was wearing a crop top and her boobs were as big as mine and she wasn't wearing a bra. so <laughs> yeah, good for her they were just there they were just there girl like, wherever nice you are if you're listening i miss you <laughs> <laughs> Baby,
0: come back. <laughs> oh, and then story time because uh, everybody saw our my Snapchat and I, they all wanted the story time on why you were giving that girl in front of us dirty looks. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> so let me kind like of back it up, back it up. Okay. So. When Escape the Fate was came on, it was very underwhelming. Like there was people around, but like not everybody was as hyped to see them. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it had to do because of their audio. Like the audio, like the mics were really low. Yeah. you heard like the you heard the instruments. louder Louder than the voice right Mm -hmm. um but when hollywood undead came on they came out with the bang and like they really got literally got the party started going yeah yeah so then at that point like where we were standing we were uh at the edge by like some stairs and just you know enjoying the music and this girl was like oh excuse me and like i thought she was gonna pass through so i let her through because she was being very adamant and this little bitch just like stood right in front of me in my way with
1: her big ass head. 80s hair. <laughs> yeah. She had like a mom hair, like a mom cut, like a mom in the 80s cut, like a boy haircut, but fluffy. Like I wouldn't I mind, know to you know,
0: it. but like, I mean, you clearly was- see me standing there. It's already crowded, hard to see. And then you're going to freaking bump in front of me with your, I don't know. Whatever. But we
1: were so close that she squeezed in there like on purpose like I'm um, I know it's a rock concert and everyone's close but me and Mandy were literally like next to each other and she went in between us yeah so I was like ma'am what are you no. doing?
0: No, and then the whole time she's there, she's on her phone, right? And I'm being, I'm a nosy bitch. Yeah. So I'm there like looking at her and like seeing what she's doing. She was looking up to the lyrics. Like she was looking up the lyrics for all the songs Hollywood and Dead was singing. She was standing there like singing every word, but because she had the lyrics on her phone. <laughs> that is so cringe. So, yeah, shout out. (laughs) If y'all saw my Snapchat, the girl that pops her head off to the side is her friend Liz. That's not who God was trying to fight. It was the girl standing in front of me with the big old
1: nappy hair. Yeah also we had the coolest uber driver on the way back i forgot oh, yeah. his name john john he was so nice mm-hmm. hopefully he followed our podcast like we shout told out him. to john hi john <laughs> hello i told my sister i was like
0: i met your future husband she's like what do you mean and i was like his name is john he's an uber driver
1: and he loves k-pop <laughs> he was literally talking about k-pop but his music was elevator music and i was like john is this the kind of music you play for everybody and he was like <laughs> yes he was like it helps me come Concentrate. Poor baby. I was all bullying him. Anyway, shout out to that little baby. And we were like, and we didn't even drink when we were at the concert. This is us on a regular basis. (laughs) Just bullying kids. Just bullying people. It was so much fun. So much fun. But now we're back um, and happy to be recording. Yes. And be back with a bang with one of my favorites. (sighs) Yeah, you better. (sighs) So fun. Anyways. Anyways, guys, what's up? Oh, um, we got to give a shout out to Leno. Oh, yes, Leno. Um so actually he's pretty cool, but something creepy happened to him. So he, I was like I'm going to talk about it on the podcast. So, um what happened was um I guess we met through like a mutual friend or like this friend that we have that mutual friend on on the social medias and so he started following me and then the podcast and so then we just messaged sometimes he's super cool um but he was like hey um i told him don't listen to episodes one through ten they are horrible they're like low quality we don't have our like stuff yet like our mics and all that so don't listen to those and he was just like okay well I'm gonna listen to those and so he started listening and he said that as soon as he started listening to the first episode he even sent me a screenshot um somebody Called him from San Antonio. He's never been to San Antonio. He's n- not from Texas or anything. He lives in Cali. So for him to get a random call from a F- San Antonio phone number, he said he was like freaking out. And I'm <laughs> like, well, welcome to our podcast. We are kind of haunted. i we're haunted. So we made you haunted. <laughs> yes. Yep. And then that's what happened. Shout out to Leno. And he got mad at us because he's like, it's not Lena. It's Lena. We didn't get mad at us. He was just like, say it right. Leno. <laughs> Fine Leno. I like guess. Jared Leto, but with an N. Leno. <laughs> Isn't there a guy that does news or something? Leno? John Leno? Mm-hmm. No. He has a big chin, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Next. man, <laughs> Just kidding. Jumping into scary news.
0: <laughs> Ooh. So... Thank you, Leno, for listening to us and even pushing through our horrible quality episodes. I can't believe he did that. <laughs> well, I, I feel like when we tell people not to, they're going to do it. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so there's a video that's going around tick, the TikTok and the other interweb socials of a siren that was found alive on a Vietnam beach. Have you seen it? A siren? A siren. I they have they have a towel over the face but there it is oh my god and in the video and you can hear her crying staring. and they're just like they like video recording her like watching her not knowing what to do but then there's a lot of other people that are
1: saying that it's clearly a dolphin, but I don't know. Look at the body. It doesn't look like a dolphin, but what I can say is, you know, those people that cosplay as mermaids, mm-hmm. um, the tail kind of looks like that. Yeah. Like, the ghost. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> it was the ghost Great. in my house. <laughs> the ghost of the pantry. And it's not me. Yeah. So I don't know. There's, yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and. That's weird
0: what is that should i check
1: i'm gonna check i'll be back be rb hold that down. what mm.
0: what it's a little demon called jason throwing Hi. toys over the the what is it the gate Cal- oh my god the baby gate <laughs> yes I mean, oh this is to stop stop Stop. He's just like. Throwing shit. Yes, because he's pissed off. He hates it when Tim puts up the baby gate and he starts throwing all the fucking toys over so that way Tim can take it off. And then he can run over here to the studio to come get my My little baby. (laughs) I love him. So another weird News. There's been a lot of like crazy shit going on in the world, in case y'all didn't know. Uh, there's been trains derailing with hazardous materials like spilling out in Michigan. Yeah. There's, yeah apparently there is another one too two trains derailed in Michigan how does that even
1: happen like that's fucking crazy
0: there's four Russian uh, warplanes that that were intercepted by by the US near Alaska that I read about Um, what's another one so a lot of people were recording in Kentucky the sky turning green. Oh, I got a saw video right like there. But there's a lot of people that are saying that this is normal. I guess whenever there's hail and tornado, like when, when it's gonna hail and then when there's a tornado coming, the sky turns green.
1: I've never seen that. There's in Kentucky or everywhere? Because it's never turned green here Yeah,
0: I'm like, look, we get a lot of hail And we get a lot of tornadoes here in Texas And that's never happened So, I mean, maybe it is a thing in Kentucky I don't know, if you live in Kentucky, let us know But there's been a lot of videos going around too And yeah. that's, I've never I've never seen or heard that before uh, There's a five acre long chemical fire In Kissimmee,
1: Florida Five
0: acres, that's
1: a lot Five
0: acres Yeah, it's sad there's a map of all the chemical spills that have been going on in the U.S. Um, there is one in, there's a few in Texas. Let me see. Louisiana. Uh, it's, just, it's scary. That is scary, now.
1: <laughs> Literally.
0: Oh, there's a bunch of videos, too, going around of cows lined up in a straight line going for miles. Here's here's a picture of one of the videos. Ew. Like, <laughs> are people are just, just driving like and there's just, like, cows lined up straight. And, like, there's there's skeptics out there that are saying, oh, the cows are just asleep or the cows are staring at something or they're scared. But really, like, we have a lot of cows here, too, in Texas, and I've never seen them all lined up in one in row, row just, like, staring out into space, literally staring out into space. That shit's crazy, Okay.
1: That is bonkers. It's cray-cray. That shit cray. That shit cray.
0: Yeah. So, the biggest one right now that is going on is that there's been a lot of UFO sightings all over the world.
1: Mm -hmm. All over the world. Literally all over.
0: So, this one really caught our attention and so we decided to do...
1: Our episode on aliens. We are not the same. I Martian. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's the other song I sing? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Earth is ghetto. I want to we- leave uh,
0: yeah, and then, so, speaking of aliens, uh, there is also a UFO sighting in Douglas, Wyoming, recently. Somebody caught the mothership of all the small UFOs that, I guess, were being caught all over the world.
1: Mothership.
0: Uh, there is also a meteor in Mission, Texas that flew down and freaking hit us. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? I know. The Another one, and I saw some videos... Like this on uh, like Facebook and somebody went on the YouTube live and recorded it. But I wasn't sure if it was true or not. But it popped mm-hmm. up on like the list of what the F stuff's been going on in the world. Uh, red clouds
1: seen uh, that were being seen over Argentina. Have you seen that? Uh uh-uh. Oh, shit. That looks like hell's taking over. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Like here's another video.
1: Okay. We need to post those.
0: It's crazy, right?
1: There's a lot of stuff. Red clouds,
0: red clouds. How do you explain that? Like, yeah, what the hell is that? I don't know. There's some like weird shit going on. What
1: is going on in this world? What is
0: falling in this world? Falling apart. I don't know. It's it's just really weird, and I don't know what to think of it. And it's just, I feel like it's just crazy. I don't know.
1: That is. What the fuck news That, that is what the fuck
0: <laughs> is Scary news What the fuck scary news That concludes our What the fuck scary news <laughs> What the fuck What the fuck is happening In the world
1: <laughs> You just ended with what the, <laughs> what the fuck What the fuck What the, the
0: fuck What fu- the fuck the fuck Okay, okay, anyways, like we said, um, because there have been so many sightings of UFOs happening, not just here in the US, but all around the world, yeah. we decided to talk about aliens this you week. No, we love aliens. We do love aliens. Um, that's why, hint, hint, we posted on Instagram if y'all want to be abducted, because Earth is ghetto, and we want to leave. I mean Earth really is ghetto though. Yeah. I really wonder if like the aliens are like watching like what we're doing and they're like, What the
1: fuck? No, no, yeah. For a thousand percent. They're driving by and they're like, Oh like you know how when you drive by like the ghetto side of town, that's mm-hmm. aliens with us. Like yeah, they're like uh, oh. lock your doors.
0: They're like oh, <laughs> let me get off and check to see what these dumbasses are doing. Yeah. Like, or like so that's why they're like you know, because there's been a lot of footages too of people like physically seeing them. Yes. Like the grays. There's a another lot. one that was like crawling on the floor, like a different species of an alien that they caught in camera. Mm-hmm. And you know we know that there's like a lot of CGI and shit that goes out. So you kind of you can't always believe. believe. Leave what you see, but when you when these videos hit like the TVs where like people do like the the analysis to run your video through those programs to see if there's any CGI that can that's detected and they can't find anything. Like how do you explain that? You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. So stop being a skeptic and just believe that we are not
1: the only beings out there. Exactly. There's no way we can be the only living. Organisms in this big universe.
0: I mean, the government freaking came out and admitted it.
1: <laughs> exactly, for they real. They came out and admitted that yes, there are aliens. And what are we? People are just so like close-minded. Like, open up, hoes. Open your minds. Open your mind. Open your eyes. And open your assholes. <laughs> To get probed. (laughs) To get probed. I'm ready. (laughs) I'm ready, like Spongebob said. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, so since Mandy mentioned um, the government, so I am going to talk about the what is it called the pentagon office so they have to run a report and um according to the um, i got this from cnn also so this is top news so it says the u.s government has received over 350 new reports of what is the u.s government terms so it's called uap so it's unidentified aerial phenomenon um commonly known as ufos so since march of 2021 so since march of 2021 there has been 350 new reports of stuff happening and it says according to reports the pentagon office is responsible for tracking and studying the sightings 163 of the reports were balloons or balloon entities. A handful of other reports have been drones, birds, or whatever, like plastic bags, debris, stuff like that. Um, So that still remains 171 reports of UAPs, again, Unidentified aerial phenomenon So 171 of those UAPs Or UFOs Continue to be unexplained by the government So sure there was 350 new reports And they could only Identify 163 of them So what are the other 171 I do not know But I think it's cool that they have to run a report Aliens I fully believe that there's aliens Yes, Fully believe And it scares the shit out of me I but can I do
0: with ghosts. It I can do with demons. What what scares the shit out of me is humans because I believe that they're like the most evil things out there and mm-hmm. aliens because can't fucking
1: run they're more advanced than us.
0: Can't run yeah. away from that shit.
1: <laughs> Yeah. So it says, in short, the intelligence community at the Pentagon appear to have no explanation. Blah, blah, no explanation for some of this mysterious objects that have been flying around. But the majority of reports come from like U.S. Navy and U.S. Air Force pilots. So imagine you're fucking in the Air Force, and you're just like, oh, what the fuck was that? I have to report it.
0: Like you just see them flying. Right? Yeah. I'm like uh, excuse me. I know. <laughs> Switch off Yeah So uh, I'm gonna go ahead And cover Travis Walton And if you don't know Who he is uh, Get out of the rock That you've been living in Because he is One of the most And top Popular alien abductions that have been talked about in the US in the world. So uh, Wednesday, November 5th of 1975 uh, Travis Walton was 22 years old and he was working at the Apache Was it called the Apache Sitgreaves and National Forest with his logging crew? There were six men that were riding home when they suddenly noticed a huge glow that were peeking through the trees So everybody was just kind of like, what the hell is that peeking through the trees? Mm -hmm. Like, it made no sense. It was completely pitch black dark, and, like, suddenly this huge light came out of nowhere. So they continued to ride down the dirt road, and they eventually got close enough Then realized that the light was actually coming from a structured craft. Before the truck came to a complete stop, everybody was just kind of, like, mesmerizing what they were seeing. Like, they were kind of... Mm -hmm. They were just, like, all in shock. Well, Travis leaped out of the truck and went towards the object and then suddenly he was just like hovering so like the light was like taking him so when uh he jumped out he turned around and then the light was taking him from like his backside and like pulling him so the guys were like all freaked out they didn't know what to do they explained that it was like this vibrant bluish green beam of light that suddenly came from the bottom of the craft and then set him flying backwards several feet the immense beam lit up the entire forest and they said that it was it was almost like daylight. That's how bright it was. And the witnesses, which were his coworkers, compared the beam to a bolt of lightning, but it was like a long blue flame that came through. But Travis didn't see it coming for him. So, I mean, it struck him from the backside. So in panic, his crew and also like his boss that was there Drove the, so the guy that was driving the truck, his name was Mike Rogers. They fled the scene as quickly as they could because they were all in shock. They didn't know what to do. And they were like baffled and they were just kind of... They didn't know like how to even explain what they just saw. And I think a, a lot of it was like they were just...
1: In I mean, shock yeah, yeah I like, would be too what would you do like I wouldn't know what to do if we were like yeah. driving through the I woods say, and it, I know we say all the time like let's fucking get abducted but if it was happening real time I'd be like oh shit oh shit do it's, I do? it's like one of those things where like shock just takes over yeah. and like when you're in shock like all common sense
0: goes out the window out the and like window. you don't know what to do so I think that's what happened to them I think they're just kind of like oh what is that and then when he jumps out of the car or the truck and then turns around to look, to look at the crew because they said that it like he was gonna say something but I'm pretty sure he was gonna be like what the fuck is that yeah. and then it, the thing just like took him so they drove off they like took off because they didn't know what to do like their instincts was like get the fuck get out the of fuck there out before we're well, next well and then they went ahead and turned or turned back around a few minutes later and um wanted to go see if they can go help him and like try to see where he's at because I mean the at the end of the day that was also their friend right So they they fled the scene as quickly as they could and then they were like really baffled about what they saw and then a few moments later, they went ahead and drove back to see if they can help Travis. Well, to everyone's surprise, hello, hello, they couldn't find him anywhere. There was no trace of Travis, no clothing, nothing. So they decided to drive into town. They contacted the local sheriff and they explained to the local sheriff what they had witnessed and the authorities were kind of like, Aliens, flying saucers, what the hell? Can you imagine? And the effort of proving them wrong, pretty much the sheriffs gathered some crew, they went out to the area, and they could not find any trace of Travis. So in the days of Travis missing, all six of his coworkers, including his boss, were accused of murder, especially Um. with no explanation of, like, what happened to him nobody believed anything like i <laughs> so every That's so just they sucks. were being accused of murder that fucking sucks yeah because there's these six guys who witnessed something happening to travis and like who's gonna believe that you know yeah and this is what in the 70s nobody
1: <laughs> is gonna fucking believe that you're like sure buddy did you take too many mollies?
0: Yeah, so, and and also there is this doctor guy that came on and, like, pretty much said that there's, like, beyond reason of doubt that pretty much, like... So everybody was sticking to their story. Like the bo- the, the crew, they were sticking to their story. They're like, no, this is what happened. They took everybody in different rooms. Everybody had the same encounter. Everybody explained it the same, like to a T. Like their story did not change no matter how many times they interrogated they said, them. Mm-hmm. And there is uh, this doctor, Dr. James A. Harder in the 1970s. And he pretty much said beyond any reasonable doubt, the evidence is as valid as any that This would not be accepted in criminal court. And
1: basically, like these guys are going to be trialed for murder because he's missing. Imagine you are just trying to get your friend back that you just saw get abducted. And they're like, you're a murderer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the only thing that can really back him up is if Travis somehow came back. And the only thing that can back up this story is Travis. Travis. Well, Travis says that he blacked out the moment the beam hit him and that he felt like a numbing shock. And the next thing he could remember is that he was waking up uh, while lying flat and like an uh, in an oddly shaped room. And this is all like from some memory that he has has of the events. So Travis said that when he opened his eyes, he suddenly noticed three humanoid creatures standing over him. And he recalled a strange device being uh, being uh, placed over his chest, holding him down on a table. So because he was so startled by this, he, like, jumped up and grabbed the object off of himself and, like, started using it against, like, the humanoids or, like, the creatures that he saw, like, as a self-defense. He said that he was waving it around and, like, threatening them, telling them to get the hell away from him. And so he described the creatures as being between four to five feet tall with pale skin and and large heads. They had large brown eyes and they were wearing uh, orange jumpsuits. And then Travis said that he described one of the beings like being similar, like one of the beings like... Was actually similar to him, like almost like it morphed into him. Ew. I don't know, it was just weird, like the way he explained <laughs> it. So he said, uh, once the three creatures left the room, Travis curiously walked around the craft and he soon found himself in a room that resembled a planetarium. Then two more humanoid looking beings in blue jumpsuits. So I guess there's like the alien humanoids. And he mm-hmm. said that there is taller ones that look like they were humans. But you can tell like they weren't human. Yeah. So there is two more human looking beings that came through and they were wearing blue jumpsuits. They approached Travis and then transported him somewhere else. So Travis believes that he was transported outside of the ship. And then he was taken to another craft. Then he remembers that these beings were putting like a mask-like device over his face that caused him to black out. So he remembers very little of everything, but those are just like the little little small memories, like pieces that he remembers. Yeah. Yeah. So Travis he disappeared for a total of, I believe, five days. So he was gone for five days. Yeah. (laughs) So The Arizona sheriffs even, like, sent the hounds, like, to look for Travis. They had the scent dogs, the helicopters. They sent them all through the Apache National Forest for five whole days, and they had no trace of him. The most extensive search in Arizona history came to an end, and I didn't know this, but it was, like, the most they spent looking for somebody oh in God. Arizona history that's crazy, right? Yeah, because that's how much effort they put into looking for this guy. Because, and I believe a lot of that probably came from like the crew, they were like, No, like this is we're what not
1: guilty, like, yeah, listen to us.
0: And I, I bet you too, it had a lot to do with like the sheriffs wanting to prove them wrong, like, No, you killed him, you killed him. So, like, they put more of an effort to try to look for him, yeah. right? Oh, it's crazy so Travis was returned just miles away from where he was taken just after midnight on Monday of November 10th 1975 Travis was left lying face down on the side of the road (laughs) ass up (laughs) yeah face down ass up on the side of the road (laughs) Uh, so he says that he woke up uh, to see like a metallic mirror like craft that departed above him and then just like beamed off into the sky (laughs) so he said that he got to his feet and he ran as quickly as he could to find help and eventually he found a phone booth at a local gas station in heapner arizona and that's where he contacted his family at the phone booth oh my god can you imagine getting that phone so call? Where the everybody fuck were you? everybody was like so relieved but shocked at the same time to even like hear, be hearing from him and he was shocked because he had he was told that he had been missing for five days
1: so to him it was like 10 minutes i'm pretty probably. sure yeah like I've heard a lot about that though. Like to you, it's f- to you getting abducted. It's fast, mm-hmm. but to people that like, think the other time people, is like the time's right? different. different, yeah. So Travis
0: was immediately taken to the hospital. That found him dehydrated. So he was dehydrated. Um, they did notice like a puncture wound that was on his right arm. He also lost 12 pounds and had grown five days worth of facial hair on his face. So five of six of the witnesses passed the polygraph test in the days to come. So FBI and all them like made everybody take a polygraph test Mm -hmm. because this eventually hit the news, right? Like this guy missing for five days, he's six crew members being accused of murder. And then he just like magically appears up out of nowhere. So one of the witnesses, his name is Alan Dallas. He walked out of the room before his test was completed. So he was the one who failed because in the middle of them asking him questions, he was like, you know what? Fuck this. And he just like walked out because he was tired of being asked the questions over and yeah. over again. And you yeah. know what? I don't blame him. If somebody was asking me the same questions over and over again and like, accusing me of being a liar, I'd like, you know you. what? Fuck you. Yeah. So he was just very aggravated. And like, especially with the police trying to pin pin the crime on him. So the police at this time were still accusing them of doing something to him, like drugging him or whatever. Yeah. So Travis also passed the polygraph test and medical records did state that there was no drugs in his system and no alcohol. So it ruled all that out because that's what the sheriffs were saying, that the crew members probably drugged him up or got him really drunk or put something in his alcohol or his drink. And that's why his. Yeah. And that's why his mind was all like, whatever. Yeah. So, he, like I said before, he returned with very faint memories of, like, what happened to him with the aliens. And, yeah, it's crazy, right? You're
1: being accused of murder for murdering your friend. And then he just like, hey, bitch, I was just getting my booty touched by aliens. Yeah. (laughs) So,
0: Travis says that he believes that the beam that struck him in the head and chest killed him upon impact. And then he believes that he was taken on board to be revived. So he's mm. thinking that he died because he said that when he felt the beam hit him, that his whole body went numb and he blacked out and he doesn't remember anything. anything. So the thing that was on his chest when they took him, he thinks that they used that to like revive him, to bring him back to life.
1: And that's why he remembered everything.
0: And that's why he only remembers a few little things that happened to him while he was, like, in the presence of the aliens. But he doesn't remember even being, like, taken. He just remembers something hitting him in the back, him feeling numb, and then just blacking out. So he thinks that he died, and then they brought him back. I mean, that makes
1: sense, though.
0: Yeah. I don't know. That's crazy. That is crazy. So researchers suggest that the sheriffs were investigating cattle Mutilations in the area just before Travis's abduction. So there is a lot of cattle on farms that were being mutilated, like torn apart. So they were saying, they were thinking that maybe it was like a pack of coyotes, but it was happening so often um, that they just started investigating and seeing if it was maybe like people doing it mm-hmm. um, or if somebody, or if there was just like a wild animal, obviously. Like this is Arizona. Out there. Yeah. Um, so in the middle of that, travis also goes missing so anyways there is an analysis of the trees directly surrounding the area that travis was struck and this has shown that there had been an accelerated growth uh, due to the radiation exposure of potential this is potentially from the radiation of the u the ufo aircraft oh so like in the area that he was taken so travis took Um, I guess these analysis people were and like showed where he was taken. Mm -hmm. So in that specific area, the trees like grew out of nowhere.
1: Oh, my God.
0: So they're saying that this was more than likely due to like exposure of like harsh radiation. Mm -hmm. So they're thinking that this was from the aircraft because aliens are more advanced, advanced than us. So this makes sense. Definitely. And also in that area, um, there had been... A lot of significant changes in the trees and the ground and it's yeah there's like no explanation on like the rate of growth that those specific trees have compared to the other ones around them like mm-hmm. so just in that area as noted they're like yeah there's something weird going on here like there's no explanation for it and they couldn't find any explanation for it so anyways back to Travis. In November of 1975, several media outlets reported on Travis, on Travis's encounter. And he hit local newspaper. He hit Arizona's, uh, the state newspaper, news, world news. Oh my (laughs) Um, God, all the news. Yeah, the paper covered Travis's case on November 14th, 1975 with the page headline that read Kidnapped into Spacecraft. As a result, the story quickly gained local buzz and soon it gained national buzz. And this encouraged like skeptics to come out and give their opinions. It encouraged people that were like UFO alien enthusiasts to come out and like give their take on it people that were already studying like aliens and like ufo encounters came out and like gave their opinions on it and there's a lot of things on travis's claims including his coworkers claims that really gave good evidence, evidence that this this really did happen like this was this crazy huge phenomenon that happened nobody has any explanation for it but it he was like the biggest thing that happened in the 70s like he hit road news
1: what I want to know is how, how do aliens choose who they're gonna abduct? Mm-hmm. Like how? If there's an alien right now scrolling through their channels, listening, and they listen to this podcast, hello. But also, like, really, I just want to know, like, how do they choose, or is it random? Hey, you're at the spot I'm at. Let me take yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, in this case, it sounds like it's random. Yeah, you know, true.
0: So his case was covered in the MUFON now. Uh, Skylook publication in April of 1976. In the monthly journal, Travis um, had a chance to explain his side of the story and perhaps the first time he did come out and say in public that when he was returned on November 10th and he says, and I quote, when I was returned on November 10th, I was in a serious emotional state at that time. And for weeks after, I didn't want to tell anybody about my experience except for those close to me. I avoided the public, the media for several days. During my silence, a lot of misinformation was printed in the newspaper and in the media throughout the world. So this was his very first time coming out and telling his side of the story during this publication. So just a couple of months after the incident in January of 1976, Travis was flown out to Los Angeles to be interviewed by Star Trek's Leonard Nimoy.
1: Not Leonard Nimoy!
0: (laughs) (laughs) For a pilot TV show. Look, there's a photo.
1: I love that. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So Leonard Nimoy, he said, and I quote... I believe in UFOs because so many qualified observers and he said so many qualified observers and solid people have reported sightings that just can't be dismissed. Mm-hmm. I've talked with Travis Walton, a young Arizona man who claimed that he was actually taken aboard a UFO. It was a very bizarre story, and I felt that it was I felt that in my heart that he was being truthful. End
1: quote. Love Leonard Nimoy. Look at his uh his little picture. I love I him. I love him. That's crazy, right? Okay, that so so
0: crazy. get this. So in 1976, Travis and his crew were awarded $5,000 by the National Inquiry, despite the skeptics claiming that the whole case was a hoax, as a money sheet, as a money scheme. There was no clear evidence to suggest that it was a hoax. There's more evidence showing that what they all said was very truthful. So therefore, they pretty much rewarded them with $5,000 saying that they were like the most famous and most legit encounter of alien, alien encounter, encounter, in, encounter in the world ever. And this is close to
1: um, the couple that we talked about. Uh, Betty and wait, was it Betty? Um, what were their names? Barney
0: and Betty? Yes. So this came close to the 1961 abduction of Betty and Barney Hill.
1: I knew it was Betty, but I didn't know the (laughs) other guy. I was
0: like, Betty! So within months after the incident, Travis had already begun writing about his experience. Mm -hmm. A newspaper featured from February 1976 reported that Travis had already started writing about his ordeal and about his experience of being abducted by aliens. And he actually has a book out. Called Travis Walton, November 5th, 1975. Here is a picture of it. Nice. There was also a movie called Fire in the Sky um, that was created and released in 1993 by Paramount Pictures about his alien abduction. And I actually do remember watching this with my grandpa.
1: (laughs) You're so cool. My mom made me watch soap operas.
0: (laughs) So Travis actually has his own website where he does talk to people who are victims of alien abductions. Oh, my God. He goes around and he does tours over there in the Apache woods, uh, on the Apache forest where he was abducted and pretty much talks about his story. And everybody who comes to him and tells him that they were abducted, he will sit there and talk to you and walk you through it like and how to get through it emotionally. That's nice of him.
1: Super sweet. Like, I just want to yeah. know what it's like. While, while you abduct me, can you do a, like a lipo? <laughs> lipo <Liposuction. laughs> Yeah,
0: so, I mean, it just says here, over the years, Travis has found comfort in talking to other UFO abductees, in addition to Calvin Parker. Mm-hmm. We talked about him, too, and then, of course, Betty Hill and her husband. Uh, so, I
1: mean... Guys, we do have a part one of Aliens. Um, If you want to Listen to that. Um this is our part 2 because we love aliens. Yes, that
0: was our episode 17 Unknown Encounters. So Unknown Encounters. We want to go in there, we do talk about Parker, we do talk about Betty and her husband being abducted, and now we're talking about
1: Travis. Hello Travis. Yes, super cute. Very cute.
0: Yes, and then I actually looked up his website and on his website he has a lot of testimonials of people, not really testimonials, but like other other witnesses or people that were abducted talking about their story, and then also talking about like their experiencing a uh, aircraft, mm-hmm. uh, things like things of that nature. So I think that's really awesome. Now I want to buy his book, but look at him, he's such a cutie.
1: I love mustaches, Marshall. I'm gonna marry him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if you know me, you know what? I have a thing for mustaches. Yes. Um, so that's the abduction of Travis Walton. strange little man but i'm glad he's back and he's safe and he told his story and now it's one of the biggest stories in his and her story yep and in case you wanted to know he is
0: 70 years old cutie and he's and yes he's still alive and yes he does go to a lot of like events where they do like those conventions for like aliens and stuff he's like probably eighty percent of the time, like at those events, talking mm-hmm. about
1: his book, he's one of like the guest speakers. He talks about his story and all that. But I think I like, it's cool because that one encounter just like completely turned his life around, and he's probably making like a good amount In a of positive money. Positive way, yeah. Right? yeah. Like sure, you got abducted and probably got your ass poked, but like now you're making <laughs> money. You
0: well, his <laughs> arm. It was his arm that was poked.
1: Well, we never know. <laughs> <laughs> So I did find some just short quick encounter stories and these are true stories I got them off the travel channel. This first story is Sent by insomniac No insomnia acrobat or something this one is called When the Aliens Crashed My Sleepover. When I was about twelve years old, my best friend and I used to sleep out on the trampoline in his yard in the summer. We would gather our bed stuff and bounce around until we got tired and eventually lay down and would go to sleep. Which actually that sounds fucking fun and why have I never done that before? Say it again. He slept on a trampoline with his friend, like It does sound like Can you just imagine like it's fresh outside, you're on the trampoline. Anyway, um, I want to do that. So who has a trampoline? (laughs) Who can let us borrow a trampoline? Let's borrow a trampoline and have a sleepover. Anyway, it says one evening four of us were laying on the trampoline talking when we noticed that there's something floating over the woods nearby. Uh, You couldn't see it directly, just um, that it blocked out some of the stars and it was slowly moving. It was just a little higher than the treetops, but it was completely silent. We're just some dumb kids, so we just watched it. And slowly, it drifted until it was directly on top of us. Suddenly, there was a light that I cannot describe. It was more than blindingly bright. It was disorienting, cripplingly bright like it shone down onto into you. Uh, the next thing I remember, we were all standing inside my friend's house looking out his sliding glass door as the object was still hovering there. And then it glided away. It says, we were spooked, but we decided to go back outside outside. To go, I guess, back to sleep. And then it says, when we were laying there for a while, the next thing we know, it comes back again and does the exact same thing. Uh, We find ourselves again inside looking out the back door. Beyond all reason, we all go back outside to go back to bed and it happens again. So they're just going in and out the house. I guess they're playing hook like... They're playing it with the fucking aliens. (laughs) Um, That's kind of cute, though. Yeah, they're like, huh, I'm going to get you. And then it just says, beyond all reason, we go back outside. The same things happen again. But we just decided to just go to sleep inside. Like, so they all just grab their stuff, go back inside. And he said that they all kind of lost touch when they were 18. You know, you go to college, you grow up or whatever. But he says that one time he saw one of the boys at a party and he was like, "Hey, so you remember that night? Like, what was up with that night?" And the guy was like, "I don't want to talk about it." And he just walked out and like didn't talk to him after that. And so he's like, "Okay, well, now that made me question like what happened that night." Yeah, because the guy he just got like, abducted. Uh, maybe because he said the guy just like got up and was like, "I don't want to talk about it," and he left. Maybe they took him, poked his Do you butt. Think so. <laughs> He was like, don't touch my anus. (laughs) Okay, so then this one is called the low flying triangle. So it says about two years ago, I was in Florida with my friend. We were on the porch having a smoke around 11 p.m. I was leaning on the railing when what I thought was a plane in the distance turned towards us. It was flying so low that the front lights blinded us. My friend scrambled for his phone, which turned out to be dead. And I, fearing I would miss it, didn't want to run inside and grab my phone. Uh, The craft was steadily gliding. It was all happening so fast. As the object got closer, we noticed it was a huge black triangle with three huge circular lights on the bottom. It was so close and just above the trees right in front of the building, but it was so silent. The only thing making a sound was the trees rustling below the craft. So how fucking quiet are these things? There could be one right here and we would never even fucking know. It says the huge black triangle turned on right in front of us and disappeared over the top of the buildings. I would not have believed what I saw if I didn't see it with someone else. Wait, I wouldn't have believed what I saw if I didn't see it with someone else. What is he trying to say? Like Like if he didn't have somebody witnessing what? Oh, With him. He wouldn't he have, wouldn't have believed he probably would have it. thought he was going crazy. And there's like a lot of sightings, especially like on TikTok, like that one guy that was recording himself at the strip club. Oh yeah. and then He there was, was a, at the strip club. <laughs> he was like walked above. outside and there's a fucking thing hovering over the strip club. I've heard that too, where like people
0: a lot of encounters people say that they don't even hear it. They don't they don't hear the crap They do it's mm-hmm. the lights. It's the lights that catch their eyes. Yes.
1: So can you fucking imagine
0: like just outside talking, chilling and then just yeah. like this
1: beam of light comes down and strikes me and then takes me and then you're accused of murder. Shit, I would be like, take me to Midas fucking well. <laughs> it's a two for one, baby. Two for one. Two for one, baby. So I also found a couple of
0: encounters, too. I found mine on BuzzFeed. You know how much we love BuzzFeed. Mm hmm. So this one is from Emily. She wrote in on Facebook to BuzzFeed. She said, I have been absolutely terrified of aliens, specifically the gray, since I was about four years old. I was never exposed to any sort of media or stories that include those types of aliens, so I have no idea where my fear came from. My family had several stories that featured UFOs, but I wasn't told those until I was in my early teens. When my mother was a child, she and the rest of her family were followed by a bright light on the highway that, after several miles of following them, shot straight into the sky and disappeared. My grandfather actually got it on video. I've had one encounter, and I don't talk about it often, but when I was about seven, I went downstairs in the middle of the night to grab a book. I happened to glance at our sliding glass door and saw what appeared to be a large white face with the typical huge vacant black eyes peering through the curtains at about maybe six feet off the ground. Needless to say, I ran upstairs and jumped in bed with my parents. 25 years later, I consider myself a skeptic, but I have no explanation of what I saw. But I certainly don't want to experience it again.
1: Oh, she saw a real alien.
0: She saw a ghost girl. Oh, a (laughs) ghost. No, I'm just kidding. No, it was an alien. Well, she said he was It was white. I don't know. Maybe he was an alien, especially if her family has experiences, like encounters of seeing UFOs. Maybe they're just like, you know what, though? <sighs> kind of getting off track, guys. Okay, specifically the greys, these type of aliens. hmm I feel like I've read a lot. I've I've kind of like dug in. I fell into the rabbit hole on the greys. And then I started like freaking out about it because I'm like, oh my God, if they find out that I'm researching them, they're going to come look for me. And this was like a long <laughs> time FBI ago. Agents yeah. So it right was uh, Tim's, Tim's aunt and an uncle that really got me into like researching about the greys. And they're like, once you start, you can't stop. Mm-hmm. And it's true. But I have read a lot of stories and a lot of research out there says that when you encounter specifically the greys, the aliens... It's almost like they imprint on you and like, they know where you're at at all times. So if for whatever reason she has like she's terrified of specifically like the grays, maybe they imprinted on her family and like they were just like kind of peeking in and like checking on checking them. Checking
1: on them. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: It's kind of scary. Yeah. So this one is from Justin4BD83. Um, He wrote into BuzzFeed. He said, extraterrestrial beings are out there. I haven't told anyone this, not even my closest friends who know everything about me. But I truly believe they contacted me through my sleep. It happened earlier this school year. It was sometime in the early morning around 2 or 3 a.m. when I got this strange sense that I was being watched. Just like from a movie, it seems like I was looking at myself sleeping. Boy, it sounds like you were astral projecting. Yeah. That's when I noticed two beings on the side of my bed. I felt my hand hand raise and start going towards them. But there is nothing. I couldn't stop it. Right before I touched them, I woke up in a heavy sweat and started breathing really hard. I thought it was all in my head until I noticed my couple pins on the floor. And my blind swing back and forth as if somebody just moved them and hopped out my window. Oh, <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> bye. It's all bye. This next one is from Susie. She wrote into BuzzFeed on Facebook. She said, there's this couple who lives in Reno. They're like my grandparents. The lady is very eccentric.
1: She says, I love that word eccentric.
0: So one time we were in their house and I was bored. So I decided to explore the house because to me at the time, their house was so big. I found one room filled with drawings of weird owl people, similar to those close encounters of the third kind type of drawings. Then the lady found me in the room and told me about how she spoke to aliens in the woods near her house. I can honestly say I couldn't sleep. The entire time I was there, I wanted to go home right away.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would have been like, tell me more. Tell tell me me more.
0: more. (laughs) This one, I had to say this one because when I was reading it, I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then when I got to the end, I started laughing. Oh, my God. So I have to share this one, and I feel like it's really good to top off our episode. Mm -hmm. So this one is by Erica. She wrote into BuzzFeed, and she said, When I was in second grade, back in the late 90s, I was having a sleepover with my best friends, who are still my best friends and can vouch for this story. We were in the living room that faced the backyard of my house, which was set nearly in the middle of nowhere atop of a small, heavily wooded mountain in upstate New York. In the middle of watching some movies on VHS, one of us spot a giant glowing orb about the size of a small house hovering above the tree line. So being a freaked out little seven-year-old, I ran into the other living room where my parents were watching TV and told them that there was something crazy going on with the moon and they had to see it. They brushed us off and told us to go back to watching movies and we tried, but the glowing orb was just too big and too weird to ignore. So we ran back to my parents and told them that they had to go look at it. Finally, my mom convinced my dad to go take a look And when they did, my mom got this very confused look on her face and said to my dad, Bill, go get your coat on. I think that's a UFO and you have to go check it out. So my dad geared up, went outside while my mom bundled us all up to go follow. Good idea, right? Taking a couple of seven year olds out to potentially get abducted (laughs) by aliens. Anyway, my dad disappears into the woods, onto the path, which leads to a large Tuscany-style mansion about half a mile away, where our cool neighbor lived by himself at the time. My dad comes back, thank God, a few minutes later to tell us to come along to see what's going on. Long story short... DMX was filming a music video at my neighbor's mansion and the giant glowing house size orb was what they used <laughs> what they used on set to make it look like it was daytime. We hung out for a bit, had some DMX's food and saw him run through the woods with a bunch of dogs. <laughs> what my dog's at? <laughs> Don't ask me what video it was because I can't seem to find it anywhere, but basically we thought what we thought were aliens was really DMX. <laughs>
1: Well, my dog's I love that.
0: (laughs) I love that story so much. Can you imagine? I love DMX. Can you imagine? R.I.P, baby. Yeah, like one time, I thought I saw an alien. It was just DMX filming a music video at my neighbor's house. No, my neighbor's mansion.
1: Damn. Now I want to look for that video. I know. (laughs) We're going to look at it.
0: I love that story so much. That's funny. It made me smile.
1: Oh, my gosh,
0: guys, if y'all have any alien encounters, y'all need to write into us and let us know. But I'm pretty sure now that we've been talking about them, they know and they're probably going to show themselves to us, too. Yeah. So hurry up. My dad, my dad is very into aliens. And like now that they live out there in Somerset, he always goes outside and he's like, just take me.
1: (laughs) They're like, no, like we don't want you. We don't want you. (laughs)
0: and then my mom Uh, right so my mom tells me that um she saw like something flying around their house and right away I'm like it was an alien she goes no she's like somebody had their drone around their house and they were filming us I was like ew that's even weirder so then they find out that it was so because some weird shit happens over there like on this on the road that they live on mm-hmm. like human trafficking like they're smuggling immigrants over the border like they were keeping them at some ranch oh my a, god like some some property that was there so i guess the sheriffs like they get the they get the dr- the drones and they fly them around oh. the properties but my mom's like you know, why the hell are they over here? Like, all we have is a bunch of freaking dogs running around. Like, there's nothing here. I would stand but. outside without a bra. <laughs> Come and get it. Right? I was like, well, just mom, you can't walk around naked because then the sheriffs are going to see you. <laughs> they could see me. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's funny. It's but funny. I, my dad's like, yeah, you know, if, if I if if an alien if I have an alien encounter, like, I'm going to be famous. And all this, I'm like, okay. okay. Okay, dad. Okay, dad. He's crazy. Relax. I know. But anyways, I think that concludes our alien episode. What did y'all think? Yeah, let us know. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us. Uh, Yes. But really, if y'all have any alien encounters or any experiences or know of anybody who has alien encounters, make sure you email us at scarynotscarypodcast at gmail.com make sure you write and review us on any of the platforms that you listen to us on so that way we can make it to the charts and we can actually be what is it called recommended to new yes. listeners Ooh. oh and also just a very quick announcement uh we will find out If we won Reader Choice Awards on March 26th, a whole month away. A whole month away. They called Mm. us and told us that we will find out then. So, March 26th, it's going to be printed in the Express News newspaper. It won't be digital, it'll be printed. So, go out and get yourself a paper. (laughs) If you find out before us. I'm going to come pick up Mandy and we're going to go
1: get a newspaper.
0: (laughs) If you end up finding out before us, somebody needs to message us on Instagram, but we're like at midnight, we're going to be there. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to go to HGP H- or <laughs> What time do newspapers
1: even come out? I don't, know. Like, I, I, I don't know, know. I really
0: wish everybody who was entered, they would just send them like a digital thing about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, so we don't have to go buy our own newspaper. Well, Tim has like three copies of the newspaper from last year. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm going to put in a scrapbook. We haven't even made a scrapbook. Oh, my God. But anyways, yes, uh, make sure you follow us on all of our social medias. Our main account is going to be Instagram. We do have a Facebook group if you want to go on there. We're going to try to be better about posting on there. But we uh, interact with everybody on Instagram. For sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. And remember, March 26th, go get that newspaper. Oh, I'm so nervous. It makes my stomach hurt just thinking about it. Me too. I don't know, guys but be careful with your booty hose. Mm-hmm. Be lay down with your face face down, down ass up. up. <laughs> be careful um, with the Get probes. abducted. Imagine getting abducted like that. Me? Face down
1: ass <laughs> up. <laughs> like you're <laughs> like tying your shoes. Floating in the air. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> Anywho, until next time, remember to always stay Earth is ghetto